It's the Paul's Picks Podcast with Paul Carrier. I'm David Schellenberg. Hello, Paul. Hello, David. What's on your mind today? Fruity Whites. Fruity Whites. Fruity Whites. Fruity Whites. Yeah. Because it's Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sunday. It's sunny. It's it's warm. Right. And you know what? It uh, just sort of beckons for a, a little tasting of nice fruity whites. Now, fruity whites, so not a particular grape, not a particular region, just a just a style. The ones that I picked today, yeah, uh, I picked purposely so that we'd pick up a lot of aromatic qualities ah. to them. Okay, so we'll talk a bit. Uh, we'll touch on what they are and where they come from, but we're not going to get totally into that today. I just want people to get their feet. Right. wet a little bit so when someone says and we've talked about this before as a descriptor i'm looking i, I like fruity whites right what type of what i i don't you know walk into the store yeah. Yeah. and there's rows and rows and rows and yeah. bottles and bottles and bottles yeah we were we were out last night yeah. and we had dinner blah 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 and uh, they brought us this really nice fruity white wine that i liked yes so the, we're gonna start with that okay we're, let's just go with that now we're gonna do tasting three times yeah, yeah. We're going to try something new today. Yes, well, like always. Yeah. So first is just tasting. Straight out tasting. We're going to do um, a Sauvignon Blanc, Yeah. which is a dry. Okay. Right. And then after that, we're going to try a nice Riesling, okay. which is slightly off dry. And then we're going to wrap it all up with a Gewürztraminer. Right. I, now, I can pronounce that now. I'm not promising <laughs> by the third round that I'm going to get that right, um, which is definitely more on the sweeter side. Right. Okay. So we're going to do that first. Then what we're going to do is we're going to incorporate these three wines with some food. Okay. And see what kind of reaction we're going to get. Always changes. Always changes. Yes, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Yeah, so we're going to dive right in. And then at the end, what I'd like to do is um, I'm going to I'm gonna have you uh-huh. do a blind tasting. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pour the three wines that we tried. I'm not going to tell you what they are. I'm not going to put them in the same order. I'm just going to get you to try them. And let's see if well, you can pick them out. Oh, okay. I okay, like the way pe- this sounds. People are always worried about that. They're always very intimidated when they see that blind tasting and how do people do that. First thing you do, you concentrate on your wines, you have fun with it, yeah. and let's see what happens. Okay, sounds good. All right. Wine number one. Wine number one. Okay, so we're going to go to... Which first. almost out of. Yeah. <laughs> we're, our first stop's going to be in New Zealand, okay. and we're going to have a Sauvignon Blanc. Now, Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand, the reason why I picked this, they arguably are the most fragrant uh, Sauvignon styles that are out there in the world. Right. So we're going to try it right now. So first, a little swirl. Yeah. Shove your nose in. I'm gonna, I did 100 nose push-ups before I came <laughs> here today, so I'm ready to rock and roll. So then we're going to nose it. No. Oh. While I'm thinking about it, yeah. Um, one trick and one mistake that people make when they're nosing their wine is <laughs> you're you're not trying to snort it. No. Okay. <laughs> and I often see people when they're when they're when they're nosing their wine, they get their nose right down almost to the bottom of the glass. Yeah. And they're just. <clears throat> <laughs> the best way to do it is just short little sniffs. 
Ah, okay. Okay. And usually the first thing that comes to you is usually the most predominant, obvious, of aromas. But once you do the, the short sniffs and you keep going back to the wine, hopefully you'll be able to pick up some something else. So, yeah. Yeah. Honey. Mm. I get a lot of honey. Mm-hmm. So here, a typical New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, you're right. There's a sweet characteristic to it. Um, honey is an excellent descriptor. Floral. Uh, honeydew melon would be something. Um, honeydew melon. Honeydew melon. Yes. So the, the green the green melon, not, yeah. the, not the orange melon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you also get in there some tropical fruit, like some a slight bit of mango. Yep. Uh, citrus is definitely present, so sort of a, a lemon lime thing going on there, and there's a slight hint of grassiness. So you'll hear that word kicked around a lot. So like spring, fresh, freshly mowed the lawn, freshly, kind of thing. Exactly, okay. exactly. So yeah, okay. You know, you get that little bit of that. Yep. It's not what I like it, but it's some <laughs> some of the Sauvignon Blancs from New Zealand. They're so overwhelmingly grassy. That's all you smell. That's not for me and most people. I think not really my cup of tea. This is much more structured. Right. Okay. Now let's taste it. Yep. The taste has changed since I had my first sip because mm-hmm. we were talking for a little bit before mm-hmm. I started recording. Yep. Um, and and the first sip was overwhelmingly that grassy sort of flavor, mm-hmm. but that's disappeared. And it's not like we've had a lot either, just None three or four sips. But see, and this this goes back to when we had our tasting segment where your palate's customizing itself mm-hmm. slightly. Now, uh, here's where we're going to concentrate. There's a lot of acidity yes. in this wine. There's um, a mouth. Yeah, almost salivating. Yeah. Right? Uh, Sauvignon Blanc, known to be very acidic wine, and you want that. They're a cool climate grape, so they're going to get high in acidity. Now, this one here on the palate, um, grassiness is there. I'm getting a lot more lime than I did on the nose. Uh, I'm, I'm guess I'm attributing that to the acidity, mm. you know, uh, lemon lime. Uh, but there's a, a little bit of a almost a kiwi fruit to it as well. There's mm. something sweet in there. The acidity is very high. Uh, goes down. The, the, t- the taste is persistent. I can still taste it. Like, I'm still tasting that. See, I get a lot less taste. Okay. The more the more I sip this, the less I taste of it. Which, uh, and because we've talked about Sauvignon Blancs in the past, and mm-hmm. to me, this is always the, the food wine because it is so acidic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sauv, again, depending, like this style here, I could see this as a patio sipper, really cool. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see this as a sipper, but I could also see it with with food, which you have to stick around because <laughs> <laughs> we we will be bearing it with some food. In fact, we're going to pair it with some thing you probably wouldn't think it would go with. So oh, you know, nice. it's going to be interesting. Okay. Um, but this is if if you had to textbook a Sauvignon Blanc, yep. what we just tried is is it okay? So the next one we're going to move to now, yep, um, this is from Germany, which color wise looks exactly the same. Yeah, maybe a, a 
tint darker, not by much though. I have to agree with you. Yeah, I got to remember which glass is which. Or <laughs> it's get screwed up. Um, so the one we're <laughs> okay, not on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is the Schloss Schönborn Estate Riesling from Germany. Uh, I hope I pronounced that properly. Um, this is a very typical German Riesling on the nose. Smells like a German car. <laughs> uh, yes. It, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, what what I'm getting out of here, and now Dave, obviously you people can't see this. Dave, take a look at the legs. Oh, if I have to. If you take a look at that. <laughs> take a look, oh, yeah. Take a look at that. So we, we talked about this in the previous show where um, – if there's sweetness or very high alcohol in a wine, this is not high alcohol, but there is a slight sweetness to it. The legs or the teardrops that form when you swirl your wine are thicker. Yeah. So in here, they're really hanging on to the side of the glass. So before I even know what this is, if I was doing a blind tasting, I'd be looking going, there's probably some residual sugar in here. Right. And, uh, well, let's, let's, let's go back to the nose. So, Typical German Riesling from this region. Um, petrol. Yes. Uh, beeswax or pool vinyl. That kind of vinyly. See, and, and it's funny when you say petrol, and I think it's it's more than just petrol. It's a whole car. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the smells that come with a car from the 1950s. Brand new. Yeah, it's got to be a brand new car. Let's emphasize that. But like a diesel. Diesel-y better. Now, probably a bunch of you um, are looking at each other, turning your noses up. Okay. And and and, and granted, um, when I first started doing the, the sommelier thing, I remember my teacher at the time um, was telling us we, we did a class on Rieslings and man, oh man, I couldn't find anything that I liked in any of the styles <laughs> that we tried. I, and I was forcing myself. I really, I'm like, I, I, you know, I've got, everyone's telling me that Riesling is like the queen of, yeah, of, yeah. of wine grapes. And man, oh man, I couldn't get past it. That's just like, like you said, tastes, you know, smells and tastes like a car seat. And like, where's the pleasure here? Um, with time, I, I, and especially pairing with food, yep. I, my fondness for Riesling is immeasurable now. Now, with this on the palate, Dave, wow. you've had a chance to try it. I've tried it. What uh, a difference. What? And now when I nose it again, so yeah. I had a sip and then I nose it on the nose, the, the car is gone. <laughs> it is now become much more peach. Mm. Um, sweet. The honey is definitely there and much more sweet tree fruit, apple, but like a cooked apple kind of taste to it. A Macintosh. Yeah, not apple pie, but no. but a cooked apple. A cooked apple, um, and there's a warming 
to this. We're, mm. where the first one was acidic. Very acidic. And uh, sort of salivating. This one is is a warm, mm-hmm. uh, warm glow in my mouth. I th- <laughs> and that's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Ask a doctor. <laughs> Should I get checked for that? <laughs> but it's, 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 it's beautifully, it beautifully it's, it, the feeling is beautiful. How balanced is it? The, the, yeah, there, there's nice acidity. Yep. Sweetness. Yep. Right. Um, not obtrusive or, or anything. The finish, like you said, and I agree 100%, uh, warming, long, lingering, mm-hmm. kind of like the legs on the, on, the the side, on the glass. But I can't get over when I shove my nose in the glass now and try to get in something. You almost don't want to drink it. Uh, no, the petrol is gone. I can't smell the car anymore. Oh, okay. I still... You still get car? Yeah, I'm yeah. still getting the car, but... I find though on the palate it's completely different. Like it's a, yeah. it's a, you, you know, again when you nose it, you're kind of like, mm. yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, now, right. now, now we're it. really, now we're talking about something yeah. here. Mm. An excellent. I don't mind. I don't mind patting myself on the back to introduce somebody to Riesling. This would be the bottle I would get. Oh uh, yeah. Absolutely. There's there's a late taste on it of um, I want to say chicken wings. <laughs> okay. Kind like of like a, a honey honey garlic, like a honey garlic. Honey garlic. Okay. Yeah. But still that that uh, with a meaty sort of taste to it. So so more mouth coating on the palate than the Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Excellent. What a difference. Okay. All right. So the third wine, we're going to have actually uh, one of my favorite producers in Germany is Anselman. And uh, this is the Gewürztraminer. We we started to talk about. Now, Gewürztraminer in a blind tasting. Yeah. yeah, You'll take a look at the color of this wine. uh, And right away it, it's dark it looks like an aged uh, oak aged chardonnay color not not nose now we're just talking color strictly so before you nose it this can be a bit of a trickster of a wine because this doesn't normally see any wood whatsoever actually all three wines that we try if they use wood they're used barrels if okay. if uh, stainless steel seems to be the norm right. nowadays, they, but they might put it into barrel just to sort of soften it up a little bit, but it won't be new oak American barrels or anything no. like that at all. Okay. They want to preserve the quality and the, the, the freshness of the grape. Yeah. So now when we nose this, watch out. Oh my goodness <laughs> gracious sakes alive. Perfume. Like, um. Like the Christmas basket you give to grandma <laughs> <laughs> with all the soaps. <laughs> so that or, you know, night at the bar, you didn't shower. <laughs> it's a potpourri. Yes, it is. It's a potpourri. Um, typical descriptor, and it's there, obviously, uh, the lychee and rose petal. Right. And it's, it's definitely there. This is kind of like dollar store perfume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, we're doing fruity whites. These are, these are fruity whites. Holy smokes. Oh. Mm. Oh, my. So on the palate, very full, very round. Um, 
lots of lots of sweetness there. Lots of sweet, lots of sugary, sort of um, almost burnt sugar. Mm. Um, lots of tropical fruit like uh, pineapple. Um, watermelon, mango, I get. Watermelon, like, mango, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, the lychee fruit's there. Lychee, yes. Uh, lychee's definitely there. Um, a little bit disappointed. There's not a whole lot of acidity in here. No, I'm, I'm, no, my I'm, mouth doesn't yeah. have that feeling that the the first one did. No, I, I there's should there's, it with the gurkstermine. <laughs> Gewurz is a tricky grape, very very tricky. Yeah, um, but there should still be a bit of acidity there. Mm-hmm. There's it, it, it's it's very light, but still a phenomenal wine. Um, nice long lingering finish. Um, Oh boy, yeah! If you've never tried Gewurz, this would be one that I would strongly recommend. And I don't know <laughs> when you would drink this. Is is this a, a wine that you drink with a meal? Is it a before the meal, or is it after the meal, or is it uh, just on the patio on its own? Myself personally, I think it should go with food. Yes, even this sweet. Eh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not sweet enough to be a dessert wine. Um, it's definitely not on the dry side, but. Paired with the right food, uh-huh. this is a wine that will add to the meal as long as it's paired properly. You could drink it on its own. I think most people find it too sweet. I do yeah. anyway. I'd, I'd like, like for me, the, the Sauvignon Blanc we started with, that would be my patio starter sipper yes. wine. And then I'd move into probably Riesling for a... a my aperitif, you know, what's a little something to eat. And then I'd go Gewurz for my meal. Right. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Now, are um, Sauvignon Blancs, Rieslings, everywhere in the world makes them. Yeah. Is that the same with Gewurz turbiners? Uh Yes. Yes. Uh, excellent question. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Gewürztraminers are produced in quite a few areas of the world. Not everyone produces them because they're very finicky. Uh, they start. It's not a name that I think people see a lot no, of. No. Uh, people, especially nowadays, the way people's palates are, they tend to stay away from them because of the sweetness. Mm-hmm. They, it's it's a bit overpowering for a lot of people. Um but Gewurz you'll find usually in cooler climates, so Ontario, Northern Italy, uh, New Zealand, uh, France, uh, especially Alsace. Alsace produce ugh, uh, unbelievable. Germany mm-hmm. would be areas. Um, even out in BC, BC does some phenomenal Gewurz trameters right. up in the Okanagan. Um, the problem with Gewurz is that they ripen. They're one of the first ones to bud. Okay. Okay. And they're one of the last ones to ripen. So you're 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 working with a whole growing season there. There's no no time to pick early or anything. It has to go the full route. Right. So if your climate's a little finicky like here where we are in Ontario, Canada, well, your risks of harvesting every year Really? Yeah. Just because you won't get to the grow. Won't, won't. It just won't reach the optimum levels yeah. it has to reach. Now, one one cool thing, though, with Gewurz, even though it's white, mm-hmm. okay, when you go into, if you ever get the chance, and I've seen it many times, uh, to see Gewurz when they're really into full ripening, mm-hmm. the berries are pink, <laughs> purple, yeah. and green with yellow. Oh, so wow. the the color it's like it's like looking at a forest in the fall. 
beautiful. Oh. It's absolutely gorgeous to watch gerverts grow through their cycle. Because I've seen pictures of vineyards like that, mm-hmm. and, and you wonder what's going on. Yeah. That's a gerverts There you go. The prices of the bottles that we are trying, I mean, and, and obviously uh, wine prices are different around all around the world, but mm-hmm. none of these are really prohibitively expensive of wine. All under $20. Yes. All under $20. And uh, all three uh, are award-winning wines. Uh, I have no no reservation whatsoever to serve this to anybody, what, irregardless of their knowledge of wine. And you, there's something in any of these bottles you'll appreciate. Okay, so what happens next? We're going to eat. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) So, Mm. uh, what food have we got here? We've got, well, first of all, we have a a fruit bowl. Yes. Essential with aromatic whites, I think. Um, It's just a mixture of fruits in a bowl. Yeah. We got, what do we have? We have kiwi. Uh, We've got raspberry. Yep. Strawberry. Blueberry. Blueberry. And watermelon. Hiding. Oh. Hiding. Apparently the water, it's, it's, it's a, in there somewhere. It's the sort of watermelon that likes to hide. Okay. <laughs> Tough for a watermelon. To a bashful watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be that's, trying a bashful watermelon. That's, that's a different podcast entirely. <laughs> <laughs> My stage name, the bashful watermelon. <laughs> and then to eat, um, what we have here is we've got uh, chicken souvlaki. Yep. Uh, with basmati rice, and we also have a marinated uh, 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 beef. It, it's not a tenderloin; it's no. a it's a pot roast. Okay, style. Okay, we're gonna have beef with white wine. We are now. What's oh. the now? People are saying, "See, you're already losing credibility. Let's just go with something else. This is <laughs> not making sense at all." But what we're going to do, and this is what's going to make it different is we're going to try it with a yogurt and herb dipping sauce Uh to see what kind of action and reaction we get with all these wines. So why don't we dive in? Yes. Let's dive in. All right. Okay, so I'm going to start with just uh, a nice little raspberry. Okay. Mm, Beautiful, fresh. Mm -hmm. Ontario. Mm. It's very good raspberry. Nice, fresh raspberry and a little sip of our Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it wrecked it or made it better. I like it. I get a warming with the Sauvignon Blanc that I did not get before. I find the, the raspberry, of course, raspberries are not sweet. Sweet, sweet, like people often think. No. Uh, this one here. No, raspberries are kind of tart, yeah. Yeah. And the, the tartness, I found anyway, for me, I found the tartness brought out a little bit more fruit in the wine, and I could actually taste the raspberry after I finished my wine. I could still I could still taste the raspberry. Well, yeah. Okay, I was thinking the same thing. I, I get raspberry in the wine now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what how that worked. I like it. Mm. Now, I'm going to try a little piece of the, the chicken souvlaki here. Mm. With that yogurt spice. Or herb, I should say. Sorry about that. Mm. Wow. It, it just brought out the spiciness. Mm. <laughs> it just brought out the spiciness right there. It was, what a great. It's a different wine. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. And not in a bad way. No. At all. It changed the whole complexity of this wine and brought it to a whole new other level. Like, I'm tasting more herbaceousness now. 
um, the chicken and the and the, uh, the 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 sauce, you say sauce dressing, I should say, just really really held their own. Now your French come through, le sauce, le sauce. By the way, you can speak if you want people to think you can speak French. Just put le in front of everything, <laughs> le house. <laughs> now le parking is the one that always makes me the parking. Mm. Now the beef. Try this with the beef with. So beef, beef with yogurt. Beef with yogurt. Oh, softened out the Sauvignon Blanc. Just took the acidity out of the soul, but again, not in a bad way. Made it softer, more approachable, more. Mm. And the beef just stays there. This is a very nice experiment here. I'm not sure I like this one. Okay, that's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. The wine got more acidic okay. and not in a good mouth cleansing sort of way. More okay. in that it, it turned it turned the wine to, you know, it's not horrible, mm-hmm. but not as good as, as the chicken was. Okay. All right, fair enough. Now we're going to do is we're going to move into Riesling. Yeah. And for that, I think a nice strawberry. Nice fr- Oh, you can't beat fresh produce. Wow, the Riesling to me now almost <laughs> smells spritzy. If that makes any sense at all. So the Riesling, which on the first smell smelled like an old German car, spritzy. I'll see what your reaction is. The wine got sweeter and fruitier with with the strawberry for me. Sweeter, um, well, almost like um like a lemon meringue kind of of taste. Okay. You know, the the, yeah. the mix of sweet and, and tarty. Oh, my goodness. The chicken, again, the chicken with the herb yogurt, to me, it's just brought out the beautiful sweetness of this wine. Just just incredible. Mm. On the palate for me, with the, the, the chicken, souvlaki is um, all that diesel and new car German smell. It, it's all gone. Whoa. It just became sweeter and and just like just like walking through a tropical forest just unbelievable mm. that that oh i really like that it's almost some of the the perfuminess from the gerstermeiner has jumped from the gerstermeiner glass into the riesling glass mm-hmm. now with the beef now with beef the beef brought back some of that diesel mm. and car <laughs> we were talking about and still though maintained the sweetness oh yes it did come back did it not yes yeah. not not diesel but but um kerosene kerosene yeah. yeah but but still the finish was sweet the finish had a nice sweetness to it it really does I'm drinking this one, these wines faster as we do this <laughs> so different like I, I just think of the the first initial nose of this Riesling. Yep. It did not seem pleasant at all. No. But as we are going, now it's warm and inviting and and uh, I'm drinking this glass really really quickly. <laughs> and we actually mentioned while we were just doing the tasting, we said, "Watch what's going to happen now when we incorporate food. What's right. going to happen to these wines? We're experiencing it right now." Yeah, yeah. I I strongly suggest you do. As well, whoever's yes. listening to this, please do this. 
Well, there's a list of all these wines, so you feel free to listen to the podcast two or three times and mm-hmm. <laughs> experience it for yourself. Okay, so on to the Gertstraminer and which fruit this time? I went back to, I really, oh, I went back to because I really like it. I went back to the, um, the raspberries. The raspberries. Um, the raspberry cut a lot of the fruit out of the Gewurz and sweetness. Yeah. It brought it into um, almost a drier style wine. But not, again, not in a bad way because the finish has sort of that burnt caramel finish to it. Nose is still there, but just on the palate, it's become not as fruity. Still floral. Mm-hmm. It's like the fruits disappeared, and then that sort of um, of a dandelion. Oh, with the chicken. Mm. The chicken. I think I like this one the best with the chicken because uh-huh. I find. The Gewurz on its own was, um, as, as I mentioned, very overpowering, which is the style of wine that it is. The chicken with the yogurt totally tamed this wine and made it a perfect in-balance wine for the chicken and the uh, the dressing that we have. Fantastic. So for me, the chicken brought some of that sweetness back. So the, the sweetness that had disappeared a little bit. Mm-hmm. Seems to be back, and and lots of honey seems to be back as well. Mm. This is a great idea for podcast for us. <laughs> <laughs> now with the beef, mm-hmm. and again, very important to make sure there's you have enough of that yogurt dressing on your on the beef. Oh, very important. The wine I found again not as jump out of the glass attack at you. Mm-hmm. Calm the beef down completely. Got a little fruitier, and then the finish. The wine's gone, and the beef stays for me anyway. Oh I'm yes, like, yeah. You're uh, right. The yeah. wine, the wine comes and goes very quickly. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. taste of the wine, but compared to when we tried the wine on its own, where it just it lingered, lingered forever. Yeah. And this is not a bad pairing at all. Actually, it's not. A, this is a really nice pairing. It's very different than the chicken. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Because the. The, the, the chicken completely eliminated a bunch of flavors. If anything, the beef and the yogurt made that Gewürztraminer taste exactly the same. It's, it's mm. almost like it didn't modify it at all. Mm. And you would think, as a beef dish, what are we normally taught? Yeah. Well, it should be a big Cabernet oh, Sauvignon. Right. Right? Shiraz, whichever. whichever. Um, because... White wine would never hold that kind of a dish. Right. There we go. So we have just eaten our way through. <laughs> but is it is it the yogurt that's making the Big time. The yogurt? Okay. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Um, you know, there's a French thing called la, la, la sauce c'est tout. The, the, the sauce is everything. Mm-hmm. And it, it is very true because depending how you cook beef, how you marinate it, uh, the slice, you know, the cut, um, it's going to have a huge impact on the wines that you're drinking. Case in point, I picked mm. this specifically because I, I've tried it, obviously, and, and I know that the yogurt, this type of dressing will work. Another dressing that works phenomenally well, yeah. especially in summertime, is a creamy cucumber? <laughs> Hi there, uh, creamy cucumber right. dressing is another right, right. dressing that works phenomenally well. One t- dressing styles to stay away from: don't go into the oil and vinegar styles. 
it's going to wreck the wines. I would think the garlicky ones might do that too, eh? Garlicky could overpower. Yeah. This is softer. Yes. But there's still a lot of flavor components to it. Uh, the minute you get into, again, uh, like you're saying heavy garlic, like so Italian dressing, for example, right. can be a killer. Or just like ranch. Yeah. 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 So just be careful with that. And uh, I think this turned out to be quite a success. Well, and, and a lot of what I find fascinating is these these three whites are not unique or special in any sense of the imagination. But but they all worked with fruits, chicken, and beef. beef. And yeah. Beef, yeah. And the Gewurztraminer, for me, is is the biggest surprise of all of them. Because yeah. I know about Sauvignon Blancs. And, and to me, Sauvignon Blancs, if you're going to a house party and you need that one thing that you can just put that everybody will drink and that, that you can buy a box of. Yep. Uh, Sauvignon Blanc is is safe and good to go. Um, Rieslings are hit and miss, but a Gewurztraminer, which we talked about a while ago, is is sometimes a trick to find too. Oh yeah, and and you're really closing that door of how much how many people are going to like Gewurz. <laughs> you know where you're right. A Sauvignon Blanc is much more uh, fan a fan favorite, I could mm-hmm. say, or crowd pleasing, crowd pleasing, crowd pleasing style, sure, and yeah. Okay, so on to round three, and and what are we doing here? Okay, so what we're doing here is um, and why <laughs> we're we're I'm gonna get Dave to try. Now we we let, let's backpedal a little bit. We tried the wines with mm-hmm. no food whatsoever. Um, found out their characteristics, their color, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then we tried them with a variety of different foods. Yep. Saw how they changed, com- their complexities changed, acidity levels changed. Like, air, just all kinds of cool things happened. Now what I'm going to get you to do yeah. is I'm going to get you to concentrate, and I'm going to get you to, you're going to blindfold yourself. Okay. I'm going to blindfold Dave. And then I'm going to pair, or sorry, pour the three wines that we had. All right, putting the blindfold down. with no In no random order, whatever. And I feel a bit like, because we've already been trying all these wines, yep. that my palate's sort of messed up already. Yes, you're going in at a bit of a disadvantage. <laughs> a complete disadvantage. Um, yeah, so I've got the blindfold on, can't see anything. Don't reveal what you think it is until you've tried the last one, okay? No! I have to try all three and then remember them in order? Yes. (laughs) Okay, so they were a Sauvignon Blanc, a Riesling, and a Gewurztraminer. Okay, so let's go with number one. Okay, so we've got fresh glasses. So Dave is is tasting the first wine blind. So fun thing about doing the blind tastings is it, it, it forces you to really concentrate. Is looking at things, sometimes your mind will play tricks on you and say, this should taste like this, this one should be that one. This way, there's no way. Okay, this one, um, I won't say what it is, but I get car on it. Okay. Okay. Okay, so that's that was number one Dave just tried. Yeah. Here's number two. Yeah. Dave's now trying number two. And I get dollar store perfume on it. <laughs> and finally, yeah. Dave is going to go with... Number three. Mm. And now we're going to see. Melon and acid. Oh, jeez. It tastes horrible. (laughs) Wow. The the lingering taste in my mouth of number three is really, really bad. Okay. I'm going to taste another sip. (laughs) It's like those sour candies that 10-year-olds like. Now, here, 
This is all going to tie in, everyone. Stay tuned. Don't leave your oh, state. Oh, that's horrible. All right. So, Dave. Yep. Number one. Riesling. Excellent. Two. Gertzerminer. Excellent. Three, obviously. Sauvignon Blanc. Yes. Can Dave I see can, now? Yeah, Dave can take his blindfold off now. So, first of all, fantastic job, Dave. Excellent. I'm a good teacher, frankly. Yeah. Way to go. It's all about the teachers, not about me. Believe it or not, most people can't do that. Even, really? even if it's only three wines. Yeah. So that first of all, that's the that that's fantastic. Um number two, what just happened here is a segue into something I wanted to touch on, but I held back. There's a reason for progressions in wine, why you should start uh, with the order. The order, yeah. Yeah. And Dave, unfortunately, I had to make poor Dave go through that. Wow, that Sauvignon Blanc is crap. Yeah, and and I went through the same same thing many many moons ago with a teacher I had way back in the day, and that was her way of showing. Okay, so see when you're you're doing a progression of a wines, yeah. there's a certain reason why certain wines are served at certain time because your palate is going to distort itself and adjust itself to what you're putting in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we did it originally, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but you seem to like the Sauvignon Blanc. I did, yes, <laughs> I really liked it. Didn't seem to get that <laughs> you got to just now. And I think the Gewürztraminer, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, um, that aroma that you brought up was exactly what you said when yes. you first melted. Yes. Was exactly what you said. So that stuck with you. So that's what they call the olfactory memory or olfat- olfactory memory, excuse me. And that is something that your brain does automatic. It categorizes smells and tastes without you even real- realizing it's you're, it's doing it. It just does it. Right. So in, when you smelt that, because it was so... It stuck with you so much. You said exactly the same thing that you said when you first tried it. Yeah. And your Riesling, you said exactly the yes. same thing that you said when you tried it the first time, knowing what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's wild uh, yeah, about the, just the order of these things. And, and that also makes me think about how somebody might say, oh, you know, I, I really, really, really dislike this wine. Yeah. And it's not that you dislike that wine, it's that you had it in the wrong order. Or you you had an unpleasant experience with it somewhere down the road where it's like when you, you get, uh, for example, the first time you drink really, really cheap tequila, right? <laughs> We've all done it. Yes. Or majority of us have done it. Many times. And you wake up the next day and it just you can't get that taste. And the memories, and there's nothing pleasant. Because no. you can't remember the good times. That's, that's just completely <laughs> blanked out. And then you swear you're never going to drink tequila again. Then lo and behold, and it, it's happened to me. And then lo and behold, you get introduced to proper tequilas. Mm. And you start appreciating them for what they are. And you're only having one. Right. You know, then you develop, you redevelop an appreciation for it. But that initial, what you, what just happened to Dave... That is the beginning to your tasting journey right there. And we just experienced it. Great advice there from uh, Paul Carrier. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Dave. I'm David Schellenberg. This is the Paul's Picks Podcast. Podcast.